Hello and welcome to Tea's Good Books Are Better, the podcast where we drink tea and talk about books. I'm Raven. Yes. Nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't didn't work. I'm Jessica. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Every can you imagine new listeners? No. <laughs> they try out like a couple of our episodes and every single time it's like fucked at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's just an odd Jessica. Ooh, Jess. <laughs> we can't even fucking introduce ourselves. <laughs> it's Jess. <laughs> uh, I know. We see the struggle. <laughs> uh, well, if you're new, welcome. <laughs> Is it all like this? Pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been <All> right. years. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> okay, today we are covering chapters. Uh, six and seven. Six and seven of Shadow Scale by Rachel Hartman. But before we get into that, what are we drinking today? Earl Grey. Yahoo! It's so good. Ooh! So good. I love Earl Grey. Me too. It's my fancy pants tea. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think Earl Grey tea is what got me into tea. I think that sounds right. I remember you being a big Earl Grey fan back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I would get an Earl Grey double double from Tim Hortons, and oh, I, that's sweet. I remember thinking <laughs> it was. I remember thinking <laughs> it tasted like Fruit Loops. So <laughs> that's hilarious because I have coworkers that say the exact same thing. Fuck off. <laughs> I was told I was a fucking psycho for thinking that. <laughs> yes, I have a coworker who completely agrees. <gasps> <laughs> that Earl Grey tastes like, oh my god, validation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's very validating. Wow. I'm actually drinking tea today. <gasps> Mind blown. Yep. Even what happened? <laughs> Even Jake, when I got up to make tea, he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Whoa. He was like, you're you making tea? Him? When's the last time you made tea? <laughs> Did you make him a cuppa? No. A cup of tea? He was drinking something else. But oh. um, I have a, a decaf English breakfast tea. Ooh. Look at us both drinking our black teas. Oh, yeah. Mine's not decaf. Living on the wild side. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Where did we leave off Serafina? Chapter four. Uh, Serafina and Abdo found Finch, a half dragon with a beak. And Dame Okra introduces them to her great-great-grand cousin, Josquin. 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 Quinn. Quinn. Jusky. Who is is a member of their armed escort. Mm. And then chapter five, Serafina and Abdo meet their escort and they head off to plead for help from the nobles. 
with the inter-draconic wars while they search for the other half-dragons. And at Meshi, Abdo sees a soul light. Mm. Or a mind fire. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think it's that a... Was last? Abdo calls it a soul light and Seraphina decided to call it a mind fire. For she didn't reason. want to sound too religious ah. for their non-religious friends. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we can just dive straight into it then. Chapter, chapter six. six. Mm-hmm. Just enjoying my tea. Nice. Mm-hmm. They pursue the half-dragon through the city with Abdo leading. The eight are very excited and Joswin tells Serafina that they like Abdo's ability to see mind fires. They leave the city and head into the forest. Abdo halts and stares around. Serafina asks what's wrong and he tells her that he reached out to the half dragon to tell her they're coming. Um, and then her mind fire like shrank down to almost nothing. Then why the fuck would he say anything? Right? <laughs> announcing their presence right what the fuck he's i swear yeah. he's out to sabotage this whole mission <laughs> janola <laughs> he has a general idea where she is but he wants to give her some time to relax and suggests to eat lunch so everyone unpacks and eats after a while seraphina notices that abdo is gone and a loaf of bread is missing seraphina reaches out with her mind calling for him He tells her he's gone alone because this half-dragon is very shy and he doesn't want the eight doing anything to her or her spiders. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Come again? Whenever Glimmer goes, I had a bunch of butterflies flying around her in the garden. I'm like, were those butterflies fucking spiders? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, that's hideous. Hideous. Dang. Uh, She tells... Josquin what's happening and he suggests that just the two of them should go on they leave the eight behind and they follow Abdo's trail 50 yards in they find a clearing with a ramshackle hut made of bark and ferns Abdo is halfway across the clearing ducking from invisible things and taking careful steps Abdo sees them and tells her to stop irritated but Josquin doesn't hear him and he falls through a hidden hole (laughs) Uh, she hears a snap and Abdo yells at her to duck. She hits the ground as an axe swings over her head. What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, man. Okay, who is this glimmer ghost expecting that she right? would build these kinds of traps? It's like straight, like, 007 shit. <laughs> right? Like how crazy these the traps are. Like, what has she seen in her What has she been through? Right? Whoa. Who hurt you, Glimmer Ghost? Abdo tells her that Glimmer Ghost's soul light is all over the place like spider webs that trigger traps, and he's been working his way into her good graces by offering her bread. I mean, that's how you get on my good graces. <laughs> bread? <laughs> Offer me bread. <laughs> uh, a bunch of logs wipe out Abdo's feet from under him, and three spiders the size of human heads emerge from the ground. Oh no. (laughs) Just freaks out. But Abdo is smiling and he tells her that he wishes he can see it because these spiders are machines being controlled by Glimmer Ghost's mind fire. So that's. Thank God it's not a real fucking spider. (laughs) 
Abdo reaches out to aspire to pet it, and Serafina just screams at him. Um, when she hears another click, and she dives to the ground once again, a f- burst of flame erupts from the ground she's standing on, and when she looks again, Abdo is petting the spider. Behind him, the hut door is open, and Glimmer Ghost is standing in the doorway. She's a petite woman with a white hair and extremely pale skin. She reaches out to Abdo, and they stare at each other. He offers her the bread, and she accepts. Then she leads him into her hut. Okay. After, <laughs> after a quarter of an hour, Abdo, so like 25 minutes, Abdo tells Serafina that it's going to take a while since she gets headaches if he talks to her for too long. So Serafina rescues Josquin, and two more hours pass until Abdo updates them again. They're so patient. Mm-hmm. He tells Serafina that Glimmer Ghost is interested in coming, but is extremely nervous and shy around people, so he's going to spend the night with her to help her get more comfortable. Upset, they head back to the eight and okay, set camp. Okay, hold on. Is it, it just me, or is this whole thing, like, really sussy baka? <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, what is he telling her, and why wants he do it alone? Because right? I'm pretty sure Serafina is in charge here. And what did he say to her to make her trust him so quickly? Right? And let him into her home. Like, she has all these elaborate traps built to keep people out. Mm -hmm. And she gets someone invading her mind. And she's like, oh yeah, come in. Talking to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, is it the fact that he's a child that makes him trustworthy to her? I guess that's something else. But also, is he just controlling her? Genova. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing everything he is so sus, suspicious. right? But I don't like you, Abdo. There's something weird. <laughs> I honestly did feel like it. Th- there was something off going on. Yeah. <laughs> like it, I don't know. It just feels like it happens so fast and so easily. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like though this book is going by fast. Yeah, it does feel like there's a lot it needs to get to in a relatively I mean it's a thick book, but relatively short compared to like a Game of Thrones book. Yeah. So where everything lingers and takes time. Yeah. So maybe it does just feel rushed for that reason. Yeah. That it needs to cram so much in. But Still, if I'm, like, trusting the writing here, then I'm like, something's off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is something weird. Okay. I'm sucked out by Abdo. Right? A little. Or a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this really did start off as a joke, but, like, everything he does now, I'm like, wait, that's actually really sus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really weird. <sighs> okay, let's keep going. The next morning, Abdo wakes Serafina by telling her to bring more bread for Blanche when they come back. So her name is Blanche. Mm. Uh, it takes two more days for Blanche to trust Abdo enough to agree to go with them. <laughs> Jesus. Josquin sets up a carriage for her to bring her to Dame Okra's house. Uh, when they arrive at the meeting place, Serafina sees Abdo and he points up to Blanche, sitting very high up a pine tree, looking them over. Uh, she climbs down with Abdo's assurance, and she's carrying a bag, which Abdo says has one of her spider machines. 
Abdo excitedly, just one, excitedly <laughs> tells Serafina that she is touching the carriage with her soul light, making the whole thing glow, and that he is certain that she can make it move without horses if she wanted to. So that's pretty interesting. This is interesting. <clears throat> can she, I wonder, manipulate people or just like constructions? That'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's constructions. Hmm. Maybe we'll learn. Mm -hmm. Blanche approaches Serafina, uh, cur cur curtsies, and thanks her. Abdo explains that she's been living in the woods alone for 30 years, since her what? scales grew in, and her stepfather, the Lord Meshi, threw her out. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> she's a lady. Wow, a noble. Hmm. Blanche kisses Abdo on the head and climbs into the carriage. The carriage Sus. sets off, and Abdo sadly waves her off. He tells Serafina that Blanche speaks five languages. She was loved and educated once, but thrown away like garbage. That night, Serafina contacts Dame Okra through the Thnick to warn her that Blanche was coming. Okra congratulates her dryly and tells her, that she and Edward have a bet going on. She thinks that he thinks Serafina is going to find them both, but she doesn't. Serafina is surprised that they're getting along. And Okra tells her that he's not actually selling the silver he steals. He's just hiding them in his room. Oh, Nedward. Okay. Nedward. I thought you said Edward at first. And I was like, I don't remember who that is. Nedward, beak man. Okay. Got he's, it. He's, he's since moved in. Uh, um, so she's just... Yeah, she just uh, steals them back. <laughs> so he takes the silver, but he's just like hiding them in his room like a fucking bird. Oh. With the shinies. <laughs> he needs shinies. Interesting. <laughs> <He's> not... <laughs> That's really funny. So she's okay with it as long as Wait, she can steal them back. He's a half dragon. Is he building a horde? <laughs> 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 the most dragon of them all. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, he's just like nestling into the silverware. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, ooh, shiny. Ooh, mm -hmm. shiny. <laughs> um, they travel for four days until they reach uh, Vailu, a small village. Mm. Um, when they arrive, a priest approaches them with a letter. Josquin reads it out loud and it's from Odd Federica. She's aware that they're searching for her, and in return for the reward, she invites them to Montesanti Monastery. Mm. Hmm. So, three more days pass, and they arrive at the monastery. Damn, this is moving quick. <laughs> I love these traveling chapters. <laughs> I... I do like that we're not, like, wasting any time on the traveling, but I will say... Mm -hmm. I could use a little more, like description of the locations oh because I think for me unless there's something unique about them they're all just blending together so I'm like yeah wait where where was this place what was this place like um like the only yeah. really memorable location is the monastery which we'll get to in a second but uh yeah yeah, I don't remember a lot of these places they visit. It's like all these rando names and shit, and like they barely stay there. Mm -hmm. They're gone within the next paragraph. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I don't remember anything. 
about a lot of the places that they visit. Yeah. Which I guess, if they're not spending long, maybe you don't want to waste a lot of description on that area. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, is it really that important that it happened in that place then? Exactly. So, yeah. I guess I could definitely use more... little you more want description. More yeah. <laughs> of the places, not necessarily like how the mud got caught in their wheels as they traveled. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) The monastery is carved into a cliff above them. Abdo sees odd Frederica's soul light and says that she shines ferociously. Mm. The monks on the cliff only agree to let one in and Serafina volunteers. A ladder is dropped down and Serafina ascends. They bring her inside the monastery and to a staircase where they let her continue on her own. She climbs like five or six stories, which holy crap, and she reaches a door. Oof. I think that That part went right over my head. That is quite the climb. (laughs) She's fit. I think she's out of shape because she's like gasping. Oh. (laughs) When she reaches the top, which I mean, same. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have, like, one flight of stairs in my house, and I'm fucking gasping at the top. Oh, wow. (laughs) Not true. I'm being a little Uh, dramatic, but you get my point. She (laughs) enters. Uh, she enters, and she sees a tall woman wearing a shawl on her head, sketching on plaster. Uh, Federica tells Serafina that she is drawing Saint Abaster... Um, a man who hated dragons and especially them gosh darn half dragons. Cool. She turns to <laughs> she turns to Serafina and she takes off her shawl. Her scalp is covered in scales and her red hair just juts out Ugh. in the gaps, standing straight up. Yeah, I, I knew that it. would affect you. I fucking hate it so fucking much. Because she describes it as looking like a disease. <laughs> like a skin disease no which uh yeah that sounds like it (laughs) i'm already feeling sweaty (laughs) what the fuck you know what she called this her garden of grotesques she was not fucking lying nope these people are horrifying yeah fuck you're a little bit monstrous uh she demands her money and asks what seraphina wants uh, Serafina hands her a promissory note. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which, not real money, <laughs> promise money. <laughs> wow. Which Frederica crumples and throws on the ground, disdainfully saying that she'll have to go to a large town to get anything out of that, which she doesn't really do. She asks why Count Pesavolta wants her. Serafina fucking bumbles around, taking her time <laughs> explaining herself. Saying shit like, oh, there's been a misunderstanding. <laughs> like, just fucking give it to her just straight. Spit it I out. <laughs> fucking hated it. I was, I got so mad. Mm-hmm. I was just fucking tell her. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, fucking pussyfoot around. Serafina finally shows Federica her scales and tells her that she is her sister, which, fuck's sake, Serafina. <laughs> still dancing around. <laughs> get to the point. Mm-hmm. She tells Frederica that Gorid is gathering half-dragons to help with the dragon war, and that Frederica has probably been alone for years, and Serafina is hoping to start a family of half-dragons, 
and that they can all live happily ever after. She's here to save her. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Forward much? <laughs> Frederica cuts her off and asks sarcastically if there be a if they're BFFs now, since they both have scales, and their <laughs> problems are just gonna magically disappear. Mm-hmm. Frederica tells her she's an idiot, and tells her to fuck off. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Honestly, though, that yeah. came on really strong there. Yeah, she came off really weak at first, and then all at once, I'm like, maybe she needed Abdo with her. Uh... Maybe Abdo should've gone instead. Uh... <laughs> he seems good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Serafina tells her to think on it and starts to tell her about Demokra housing the others when Frederica just gets up in her face and just fucking screams. Whoa! <laughs> and she raises the knife. <gasps> so Serafina runs back down the stairs and out the monastery. When oh, the <laughs> that went really badly. <laughs> yeah, that went terribly, Serafina. Honestly, saw... could that have gone any worse? <laughs> she could have died. I guess she could have actually stabbed her, but still. <laughs> Mm. When Serafina pauses for breath, she's filled with anger, and she's very offended that this is the thanks she gets for going out of her way to make a community. She what hates Frederica. <laughs> Frederica doesn't didn't fucking ask you for help, Serafina. Right. The fuck? Um, but but consent. As she thinks about it, she realizes that Demokra was right and that she is not a rescuer. She really, she wasn't really here to save Frederica. She's here to heal herself. So she, she, she gets it that she's being selfish. Okay, we like the self-reflection. Yeah, took a little bit, but she got there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's no longer certain about her mission. Her confidence has been shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> she looks to the horizon, and she sees a strangely familiar mountain. Hmm? There's a miniature version of it in her garden. What? She stares at it, feeling dread and joy. She descends the ladder and she joins her companions for Din Din. Josquin tells her that she looks shattered when she tells them that Frederica is not coming. Serafina asks how long to get to the mountain and is told three days. It's called the Pashiago or the Mad Goat's Horn. Hmm. That's fun. That is fun. Josquin reminds her that she has a tight schedule, but Serafina tells him that there's a half dragon there, and she had no idea that he was Ninish. So they came up with the plan to fit it to fit in the detour. Abdo nuzzles up to Serafina and observes that she's disappointed. Serafina tells him that she actually feels chastened and admits that she's been lying to herself. Abdo tells her Chas- huh? chastened? Probably. I have no idea how to say that word. I don't Chasen. think I've ever said it in my life, so let me actually look it up. Chasen. I feel like chasen sounds correct. Yes, I think it's chastened. I've never heard anyone like say it aloud before. Yeah, it's because people don't use that word. <laughs> it's an old dead word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the rest of Latin. <laughs> did you did you look it up, madame? Yes, it, it is chasen. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Abdo tells her that Frederica will be fine. Her sole is strong and prickly like okra. And that is chapter six. Serafina used to be described as prickly quite a lot in the first book, I recall. Yeah, I think that's correct. I wonder if she 
is she like less prickly now like after every like has she grown to be less prickly or i think she might have because she's making friends she is making friends like with these guards they liked her right away true i wonder if it's like <laughs> feeling like she has a purpose now that's kind of mm. and she's less um defensive and scared of and hiding herself ah, that's probably a big part of it actually yeah that she feels accepted by like the people she really cares about mm-hmm she's still accepted and loved yeah despite her ugly scales hers are not as horrifying <laughs> as I mean, a lot these... of poor these bodies poor creatures fuck fucking abdo is still the worst <laughs> i fucking can't no nah. I think Frederica. <laughs> yeah, That's she's a, you know what? She's pretty fucking bad too. <laughs> that is a hideous one. <laughs> I would rather chill with the slug than her. <laughs> Wait till we actually meet the slug and maybe, see what it actually looks like. I mean, true. Maybe it actually looks. Maybe he's a full ass dragon. Hmm. Mm. With a human head. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking stuff of my nightmares. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. They remind me of a sphinx, an Egyptian sphinx. Yeah, that's what I thought of too. <laughs> but I was gonna say, maybe I'm with uh who is the who is the saint that Frederica uh, about? A Baster? Maybe. I think it's Baster. I might be with him, man. <laughs> Fuck the dragons. Fuck these dragons. Um... <laughs> they nasty. <laughs> it's pretty fucking gross. <sighs> Chapter seven. Yes. All right. After two days of hard riding, they arrive at the village of Donkey. At the bottom writing? of the mountain. Did I say something else? He said writing. Oh, <laughs> riding. I mean, yep. Rachel Hartman was maybe doing some hard writing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're in Donkey. <laughs> oh, Tiny Tom is about eight feet tall with talons for toes, so he probably doesn't uh, get to town much. <laughs> <Okay. go. laughs> in town, the villagers are having a little celebration for their patron saint of cheese. What? I, mean, I don't know. I just, I think. Captain Moy said that their patron saint that they're celebrating is also like a saint of cheese. Oh. So I'm now calling it the patron saint of cheese. I guess there's like that Greek god who's the god of like something as well as the god of wine. Yeah. I don't remember who he is, but I remember the drunkard god, yeah. The god That's of him. wine. Yeah. Let me look him up. I can't just sit here anymore and not look things up. Greek god of wine. Dionysus. He was the Greek god of fertility. Um, <laughs> but later came to be known chiefly as the god of wine and pleasure. So wine and sex. Getting yeah. drunk and fucking. <laughs> getting drunk and fucking getting laid, bro. Nice. <laughs> Can you imagine that being your god? That you celebrate all the time. Oh, <laughs> there were people there who did. They're like, I am a what's this guy's name fan, and I will live by his <laughs> word. Sounds like a fun life. <laughs> Just kidding, drunk. 
and getting laid. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Where am I? Cheese. The cheese god. Abdul, <laughs> Abdul shows off a bit as they ride through a procession by standing on his horse, doing a backflip, and a one-handed handstand. This fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Abdul tells Serafina that Tiny Tom is close by and that his soul light is odd. It's all swirly colors. Serafina is considering sneaking off without the eight, but then Captain Moy calls her down and asks her to play the flute to entertain, as everyone is celebrating in this village. Celebrating cheese. Nice. Abdo oh, yeah. <laughs> a good idea, as Tiny Tom is close enough to hear. Uh, Josquin announces to the villagers um, about Serafina, I guess, about being a greedy musician, and Serafina launches into a furious Salta Munti, which is a type of song for a type of dance for soldiers in muscular form hands, full of athletic feats and manly posturing. Oh, I, I picture like, uh, you know those um, bodybuilding guys <laughs> doing like How the poses. Do those poses? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the flexing That's and what stuff. I was imagining. Yes. Yeah. Doing the flexing and doing a kick and a punch, then more posing. <laughs> that, oh, uh, did you watch the streamer awards? No. Um, I did not. Do you know who BB No Money is? Nope. <laughs> he sings that song that goes da 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 okay. da Yeah, you've heard it, right? I know that song. So he did a performance at the streamer awards and, um, he had a bunch of the bodybuilders on stage with him who were just like posing oh? along to the song. Okay. Let me see if I can find this. That's and pretty show cool. You. It was very entertaining. Oh my god. The dad bodybuilder up there that I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> the biggest guy. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> a dad. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. <laughs> um yeah, so Captain Moy is doing that dances while Abdo is twirling around him. <laughs> okay, so just picture him um, they're doing it to that song. Yeah, that sounds like a furious saltamonte. Hell yeah. <laughs> Abdo tells her that Tiny Tom loves the music and he's coming. What the Seriously? fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So convenient and so fast. Right. It's, it's almost like button. That was easy. <laughs> uh but honestly though, yeah, it's almost like there's no challenge in trying to find these Mm. Half dragons, which is like I, I think. Sorry, go on. I'm guessing that the main challenge is going to be Janola in this book, not finding the other half dragons. Yeah, like this still feels like the intro. So yeah, still, it's this only chapter seven. This is the beginning of the book. Remember, Eddie found what five <laughs> half dragons. And there's like 16 of them? Yeah. Yeah, so. We're already a third of the way in. <laughs> uh, it's moving quickly, but 
Yeah, I definitely expected it to be more of a challenge finding them. But yeah. I guess that would take up a whole book on its own and they wouldn't even end up facing the... The uh, big bad guy? The big dragon warrior. Yeah. Well, I guess mm. we'll, we'll see. Maybe Janula will be the hardest one. The biggest bad guy. Mm-hmm. Serafina looks around for a giant while Captain Moy lifts Abdo up onto his shoulders for a handstand. Serafina hears a sudden scream and stops playing, looking around for the source, before realizing that it was Abdo telepathically screaming. Abdo oh. is still in a handstand on Captain Moy's shoulder, but a knife is protruding from his left forearm. Oh, Cap- no! <laughs> Captain Moy calls for Desocho, and Josquin points out the attacker. It's a monk in a Saint Abaster's Order uniform climbing on a roof. As the monk reaches the roof, a giant, shaggy man covered in foliage steps out onto the roof towards the man. Tiny Tom picks the man up and effortlessly snaps his neck and tosses him off the roof like a doll. <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> <laughs> Holy! Whoa. That is the most violence <laughs> I've read in this book in like one little sentence. This book like, really like, tricks you into thinking it's like a mystical like, fantasy, lighthearted right? for kids. <sighs> it's like Feast for Crows all over again, like, all this violence. Uh, but the, yeah, someone's fucking neck gets snapped, someone else loses their head, and Mm-mm. it's like, damn, I forgot what I was reading. <laughs> the villagers start screaming, some start crying, Gianni Bato! And they scatter. <laughs> they have a name for him! Yanni Pato! Yanni Pato! <laughs> the eight start shooting arrows at the monster, and Serafina <gasps> has to yell at them to stop because he's the man they're looking for. But <laughs> <laughs> you said he was tiny! Objects Captain Boy. <laughs> I love that there are actually that she forgot to tell them that it was. He wasn't tiny. <laughs> I get it. I can like if you call someone just a name for so long, it loses all meaning and it just becomes their name, right? Yeah. <laughs> These guys are looking for someone tiny. And she's <laughs> like, oh, oops. <laughs> That's hysterical. Gianni Bato leaps from the roof. The arrows bouncing off his skin, and oh. he smiles, showing off his decaying teeth. Oh. The eight surround him, and he offers his wrists to them, and they bind him. While they bind him, he looks directly into Serafina's eyes, and she recognizes a cat-like deviousness in them. Hmm? The man roars, and then he shouts, Serafina! <laughs> what? Serafina asks Abdo how he knows her name, but when she looks at Abdo, he's crumpled in Nan's arms. Joskin is telling her that they've got to take Abdo to a physician ASAP. So they mount their horses and head out. Captain Moy tells her that he wishes she would have told them that they're looking for Gianni Pato, as they would have handled this differently. <laughs> She's like, I don't fucking know who Gianni Pato is. <laughs> right. Serafina obviously had no idea, and Captain Moy tells her that he was not sure Gianni was real himself as he's the village boogeyman that mothers threaten their children with. That is an interesting twist. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like it. 
Um, Joss, Quinn, and Nyan ride hard ahead of the group. By the time the rest of the group arrives at the Palacio, Josquin is already directing people while Ned carries Abdo into the infirmary. Uh, Serafina heads into the infirmary to be with Abdo, and Josquin warns her that Lord Donkeyos is going to want to try Tiny Tom for murder. Serafina reminds him that Tiny Tom saved Abdo, and that the Saint Abastor's monk arrived at the village with murder in his heart. Uh, Josquin bows and says he'll use that argument, and he goes to see Lord Donkeyos. Mm. Abdo is laying on a straw pallet on the floor, with the woman cleaning his wound. Serafina asks how bad it is, uh, while calling her doctor. Uh, the woman responds in Ninish, and Nan translates that she's not a doctor, that she's just the midwife. The doctor is, has left with the hunting team, apparently. Abdo reaches for Serafina who sits beside him and holds his hand. The midwife says something to Abdo, and Nan translates um, to move your fingers one by one. Abdo moves his thumb and then bursts into tears. He cannot move the rest of his fingers. Hmm. Captain Moy translates that his tendons were cut, and that there's nothing she can do other than to clean the wound and stitch him up. The midwife creates an herbal drink for Abdo to help him relax, and when the effects take place, Abdo tells Serafina... That is by chance that the monk missed and only hit his arm. <laughs> Serafina confirms that his god is chance. Mm. Perhaps it was chance. Abdo thanks God for Gianni Pato and then passes out. Serafina stays with him as the midwife stitched and bandaged him up. And she would have stayed with him all night if Nan had, didn't fetch her to have supper. Do you think the assassin was after Abdo or after someone else? I think because it was a Saint Abaster monk that he might have somehow been aware that Serafina and Abdo were half dragons and maybe was trying to take them both out. Ah. <laughs> right. They, especially in Gorod, they've been uh, really gathering and, and, and trying to kill. Am I right that dragons? Serafina speculates about something like this? Uh, I feel like she speculated that the monk was sent by Frederica or something. Oh yeah, she does. Okay. She speculated that. I uh, didn't take notice. I thought it was just her being emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why would Frederica do that? (laughs) I I don't think there was that much hatred in Frederica's heart. Right? And if she She just wanted her being a piss off. Yeah. It's hard to say, though, because it is kind of mm-hmm. weird that Frederica's, like, serving St. Abaster, who famously hates dragons and half-dragons. She was painting or drawing St. Abaster. Yeah. Oh, that's Maybe the only reason she was she... there? Huh? Was that the only reason she was at the monastery? Was that a St. Abaster monastery? I thought it was. Was I zoned out? No. I thought it was another mouse, just just uh, just a random like monastery. I don't think it was Saint Abaster. Okay. One back. I might have misunderstood. <laughs> Going back, she was just um drawing a picture of Saint Abaster. From what I know, she was sketching him. Okay, I think she was hired to do that too, though, right? Yeah, I think she was hired definitely to do the sketches. Cause that's her job. Okay. Yeah. So I think she's gonna paint another mural somewhere. 
Yeah, she travels around. Okay, that's my that's my bad. Mm -hmm. I thought that she was like defending Sainabaster. I don't think it really says. But yeah, from my understanding, she was just drawing Sainabaster. Okay. Oh shit, where am I? Serafina tosses and turns that night, feeling regret for bringing Abdo along and for going after Gianni Pato. She thought he was harmless, but the way that he snapped that monk's neck and threw him off the roof still haunts her. Uh, she decides that she needs to speak with Gianni and she heads out to where he's being held. Captain Moy is already there and she tells him that she needs to talk to Gianni alone. She had realized that Gianni should not know any languages, yet he said her name. Mm. When she sees him, she calls out to him and asks him who taught her who taught him her name he doesn't seem to understand and she turns to go but he sticks his fingers through the grating and says Fina Mm -hmm. Uh, he slowly starts spitting out words and then with a hacking cough he speaks to her plainly and Serafina knows who she is talking to (laughs) Janola chapter 7 and we're at Janola Mm-hmm. Fucking mm. hell. Well, what does she say? So she asks her, Serafina asks her what she wants, and Janola asks if Orma is still poisoning her against her. Eh? Wait, what? Janola tells Serafina that she knows that she is gathering their kind. A mutual friend told her. And she can help, as she also has the ability to reach out with her mind. <gasps> oh, excuse me, was this Abdo? <laughs> oh, my friend. God. I'm about to scream. Who? That didn't even strike me when I read this. Oh my god, it has to be oh. Abdo. No one else has the ability to fucking ah, ah. reach out with their mind. It's <laughs> fucking Abdo. Oh my I blame him. God. If this ends up not being Abdo and he's totally innocent, I'm gonna feel a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the red herring. <laughs> I don't know though. Is it? At him. I is mean, it? to me, it's the Finkies are being pointed right at him. Oh, he's real sus. I feel like he's not supposed to be a red herring at this point. Who in the hell else? I feel like is it could be in contact with Janola. Any of the other half dragons, and we're probably supposed to be a little suspicious of them. Like they're all yeah. pretty strange in their own way. Um, I think at this point in the story, we're supposed to trust Abdo the way Serafina yeah. does. Has he done anything that's openly Other suspicious? Than just completely be suspicious all the freaking time. <laughs> But I feel like that could easily be chalked up to like, oh, he's a child. It's like, he just hasn't learned that suggesting things like erasing someone's memories is fucking insane. (laughs) Um, But who would have put that idea in his mind? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Maybe I just want to give ourselves more credit. (laughs) for figuring this out. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like I definitely would not be suspicious of Abdo at this point if you hadn't made a joke about it. 
You know what? It's just bad vibes. That's why I'm blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Serafina backs away and frantically tries to get into her garden in fear that Janola had escaped her cabin. Ooh. So she calms down enough and she enters to see Tiny Tom with a very obvious Janola mind fire crawling inside of him. Ew. Like you can see it like clawing her way through him. Mm-mm. With no other option in her desperation, she expels Tiny Tom from her garden. When she returns, Janola tells her that she overreacted and didn't have to cast out the brutish baby. Serafina then flees while Janola cries after her. That's chapter 7. What the fuck just happened? I feel pretty bad for Tiny Tom. He just got fucking cut off. Yup, completely booted. Aw, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, and I do agree that he probably is a baby in the giant monster body. Yeah. I wonder if it was Janola who did the killing. Killing? Who killed the monk. Ah. Because he was already screaming her name at that time. Because right. Serafina was so shocked that he killed someone. Because she was so like convinced that he was a gentle giant. Oh. So she was like super shocked when he killed someone. So I wonder if that was Janola. The villagers were all like afraid of him. But also... Because he's monstrous looking. <laughs> yeah, he does just look like a monster and is huge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of them would have ever witnessed him do anything before because the one guy yeah. I think it was Joskin said that like he had heard about Gianni Pato but never seen him it was Captain Moy oh, who Captain Moy. heard of Gianni Pato and, but it was all just like old wives tales or something you told your kids like the boogeyman right like he didn't even mind. know that he was real yeah so you know, it was just some fictional character that you scare your kids with so to see that Johnny Pato step out of the woods, I guess it was really shocking for them. <laughs> so like, I don't think Johnny Pato actually ever hurt anyone, ever, until this monk. Right. So maybe it was Janula influencing. Yeah. Fuck. Is she even? I'm starting to wonder if she's literally just. She's what? If she just has no body. Ugh. If she or just if her body between is people, if her body is probably like disabled in some sense, mm. and mm-hmm. she has to, she has to use her mind or rely on her mind to get about, and that might explain like the the darkness in her heart too, especially if she was shunned. Right. God, I'm dying to know more about her. But we'll probably learn a lot since this book moves fast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I do feel sad for Tiny Tom, though. Mm-hmm. Is he just gone now? Like, has she completely taken over, or is she gonna abandon him? We can only hope that she abandons Johnny Pato. Yeah. I'm like, I hope Serafina can rescue Johnny and take him to, to Dame Okra, but would that be safe to do so with Janola being able to easily conquer his mind? Right. I wonder if she can conquer his mind simply because he's a simpleton. Mm, the whole like he doesn't, he doesn't talk situation. 
Yeah, basically. That's basically what he is. So I wonder if that's why she chose him. Mm. Big, strong, and real dumb. But it has to be Abdo that's fucking communicating with her, right? Someone is. Who else Abdo could it be? communicate with his mind? Like, I really don't see anyone else at least being naive enough like Abdo as the youngest of them. Maybe he is just simply naive. Could be that. And foolishly uh, falling for her words or whatever. Right. What does she want, though? How? Like, Serafina is assuming that Janula wants to, like, hurt her or take over her mind or something, right? Yeah. But I wonder what Janula's real intentions are. She seems mm-hmm. interested in the idea that all of the half-dragons are gathering. Yeah, she wants to be a part of that. Yeah. She wants to help. But, like, what does her help look like? Is what I want to know. Mm. And why does she want to help? Does, does she, she want to help? Or does she just, like, see this as an opportunity to accomplish some Only of her own good. goals? Yeah. Maybe she was going to lead this group of half-dragons. Use them for her own means. Control them all. Yep. Become <laughs> a hive mind. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, well, yeah. shit. Stuff is moving so fast in this book. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm surprised we got the Janola this soon. It's such... It's... Oh, my God. Total opposite from A Feast for Crows. <laughs> oh, man. What a slow burn. <laughs> I mean, worth it, I guess. But... Slow mm-hmm. burn. Cersei carried that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You ain't wrong. Her <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy <laughs> was getting out of hand, but it was amusing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next time we'll we'll see what happens with Tiny Tom and Janula. Hopefully, yeah, Janula. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want more of the podcast, you can connect with us on Instagram. You can follow our podcast, Tigbab Podcast, or choose to follow us individually. My username is Krumbi and just goes by just.egan24. Additionally, find us on Facebook by searching for Tigbab Podcast or Tea is Good Books Are Better. Also, don't forget to explore the music of our talented friend, Barum, on Spotify. He created the catchy jingle you heard at the beginning of the episode and produces amazing ambient tunes. Perfect for reading, actually. So it's Barambient on Spotify, and that's spelled B-A-H-R-A-M-B-I-E-N-T. Lastly, consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash better. We offer a $5 tier where you can listen to us force our brother to watch Game of Thrones or enjoy outtakes and access other behind-the-scenes content. Most importantly, sharing our podcast with your family and friends would mean the world to us and greatly contribute to our podcast's growth. Thank you so much for being a listener. And next time, chapters eight and nine? Sounds right. Did we look at how many chapters are in this book? Uh, did you? <laughs> I'm going to take a look now. Ooh. 36 plus an epilogue. Ooh. We're making our way quickly through this one. 29 chapters to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.